0: What's up, guys? It's Daniel with the Disciple Henson podcast, and we've got a good one for you today. Our guest is Mike DeBoer. Maybe you've heard of him. He's an elder here at Hinson, has been here for some time. His wife, Mary Alice, serves on staff. And Mike is going to talk to us about how to think through when your child is struggling. So I hope you find it helpful. Enjoy. All right, Mike DeBoer, thanks for coming back on the Disciple Henson podcast. How are you doing today?
1: I'm doing well. Um, We're just starting uh, as a a group of teachers, getting ready for school this fall. So, and again, that's going to look different. And so, we're we're doing our best to get ready. So, Mike, you're a teacher, you say? Well, (laughs) actually, I'm not a teacher. I'm a school counselor. Okay. For what grades? Um, I work uh, for Centennial School District, which is a small school district out east of us between Portland and Gresham. And I work in an elementary school, K-6 school. So there's seven grades there, kindergarten through sixth. Excellent. And how long have you been doing that? Um, I've been doing that for 10 years. And before that, for about 12 years, I worked in a middle school.
0: Doing the same thing?
1: Same thing, yeah.
0: Okay. Mm -hmm. Love both. So one of the things we want to do today, Mike, is with so many parents in our church, having kids home, um, instead of at school, our kids are going to struggle. So, and are already struggling in many ways. I'm sure. Um, so I would love to just pick your brain and, and for you to kind of put on your counselor hat when you're counseling kids to, to help parents. Does that sound sound like a plan?
1: that. That sounds like a really good idea.
0: Let's, so you've been doing this for some time. You said 12 years before in middle school? Yeah. And in the last 10 years I've actually in been
1: working in counseling for over 35 years. Okay. So, yeah. Okay. Wow. Yeah. So, what would you tell
0: younger Mike DeBoer, <laughs> the counselor, now that you've been doing this for 35 years? What would be helpful for the young Wouldn't Mike it be nice know? if
1: I didn't have to tell him anything because he already knew what he knew. No, he'd, <laughs> there would be a lot for me to tell a young Mike DeBoer. I think a couple of the things that probably jump out most would be patience um in growing in my ability to care and understand and help people i think another thing daniel is the uh, the idea of presence can matter every bit as much as the answer hmm. um i think there was a lot of effort and energy spent um in my program as well as in my early work to try to have the answers um and certainly, there's a place for that. Um, we need to be skillful. We need to do no harm. You know, the mm-hmm. old Hippocratic Oath that applies to uh, counseling and therapy as well. But but there is a real value and benefit to be able to go through difficult experiences and times with, with people and for them to know that. Mm. And then the other thing that, that occurs to me is thinking about um, – a greater sense of humility and service uh, pursuing those things rather than trying to establish me or mm. my, my brand or who I am as a therapist or a counselor. Or I've referred to myself as both down through my career. Mm. So uh, I, yeah, I think there is a, a lot of room for me to focus more on those things early rather than trying to establish Mike DeBoer.
0: Mm, that's good. Yeah. I think, Particularly if you think of the parents, um, when you're a young parent and you're just trying to figure this, this whole thing out, um, I think you're, you're, it's easy to rely on systems, on books you've read, um, in order to get the outcome that you want, um, How, what would you say to, to a parent, you know, I'm sure you've come across many, maybe you yourself were one who, who, who read the books and you, you just want, you kind of fell into maybe unknowingly treating your child as a project in order to, to get the outcome and the behavior that you so, so want. What would you say to a parent like that?
1: I wish you could say, I have no idea what you're talking about, (laughs) but I totally do. And I'm sure if we're honest, we all struggle with that to some degree, right? Um man that's you know I I think it's part of the tension that we experience between wanting desperately I mean our greatest treasures are kids you, you know in in a sense, I think that's fair to say that and and so we want what's best for them so desperately and in wanting that, we can want what we want more than, more than anything, more Mm -hmm. than maybe what God is doing or what God has created in that child. And so, that can become a real challenge. There's a real tension with that. And so, I think that, and and we all do, particularly when we're perplexed, we look for answers. You know, we look for help. And that's a good thing. Mm -hmm. We're trying to create a, a community in our church of people who who help each other, who bear each other's burdens, who walk together in discipleship following Christ. You know, that's all really good. Mm-hmm. But I think that we can, um, sometimes when we find help, become rather evangelistic about what we've learned, and therefore uh, we know what, um, you know what other people ought to do. I, I mean, I think about this, I... I used to tell people I was an expert in parenting instruction until we had kids, <laughs> yeah. and, and then all of that just kind of went out the window and my mom used to tell a story about that where she thought she had parenting kind of figured out with me. She could take me somewhere, I could sit, I could play by myself, I could do that. My sister came along, hmm, it's a really different story, yeah, yeah, you know, so those are just some of the things that I think of
0: that's that's really helpful. What would you say, um, well, let me ask that this way. As a counselor and you have a child come in who's struggling, this is really broad, what are you trying to accomplish maybe initially when you're meeting with this child? What what kind of questions mm-hmm. are you asking? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if it's an elementary school age kid or really any age kid, I guess they're probably not going to, Maybe tell you a whole lot. So, what what are you what are you trying to do in those maybe uh, first few minutes?
1: Well, that's a boy. That's a like you said. That's a big question, and it goes to the whole work that I do with kids. Um, maybe maybe something that precedes that a little bit, or that's in my mind as I approach a, an interaction, an encounter with a student or a child, is to try to tease out what it is that they're struggling with, mm-hmm. you know, is it something physical? Is it, you know, is it something emotional? Is it something social? Is it spiritual? Is it relational? You, you know, and, and, some of those categories I mentioned aren't exclusive. They overlap, Right. but as I hear, you know, I'm, I'm, the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to listen. Yeah. And, and sometimes all you have to do is just, tell me about what's going on and that's all a, a child or person needs and they mm-hmm. will tell you see when you say that
0: um sometimes it's been my experience where what what seems to be going on billy <laughs> i don't know
1: right and that can happen so okay. then it's funny you use the word billy because that's my go-to name whenever i give an <laughs> <in> illustrations <laughs> how did we know that So sorry to all you bellies out there. Uh, No offense, really. Um, So so let's say a child says, I don't know, or make it teenage. I don't know. (laughs) Sure. I don't know. I don't even know how to spell that, but I've sure heard that a lot. Um, So what can you say then? Well, you might just reinforce, you know, I'd really like to hear what you may be experiencing about blank, whatever right. that is, right. and then listen. Hmm. Um, what happens all too often with, particularly with, well, children learn that there are right answers to give their parents, <laughs> and, and they learn there are ways to get out from underneath the, uh, the interrogation that may feel like an interrogation, even if we don't intend it that way. And so um, they will give quick answers, um, but I think kids, if they really believe that we're not going to just rapid fire question, dun, 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 you know, to them, they'll actually start. Now, another way, sometimes that's not enough. Sometimes, um, well, and, and we have some kids who are more verbal. Mm-hmm. We have some kids who talk more easily about what they're experiencing. So um, a lot of times with boys, this isn't universal, but oftentimes with boys, I need to do something with them. We need to do something side by side. And then we can start to talk, mm-hmm. you know, or I may talk about, well, you know, I know that sometimes kids can have a real hard time with, dun, 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 and we'll talk about it a little bit. Mm. Mm-hmm. I wonder if you've ever had any experiences like that, or mm-hmm. if you've felt any like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. One of the,
0: I'm sure there's, there's many challenges in being a counselor um and seeing you know kid after kid uh who's struggling but talk about the dynamic more as a parent now where your child does something that angers you and and you're upset and you're angry and you, you want to maybe reach that kind of stereotypical Zen that you feel like a good counselor has be patient and asking questions, but you keep on kind of blowing up at your child or if, even if you're not blowing up, you, you find yourself just lecturing.
1: And it's the 15th time that day. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Um, well, one of the things that's one of the, Temptations in those moments is to focus exclusively on our child, what makes me angry, what I'm upset with, and typically that won't lead to much good. It's really helpful, and this is ideal, you know, because um, in our house, <clears throat> kids experience our children Learned a little bit about what it was like to ask an apology, to come back and repent, to confess, because I wasn't able, we weren't always able to do this in the moment. But to recognize, okay, I'm feeling really angry right now. Is this the time to really deal with this, or am I going to just elevate the situation? Um, I think of a time when I came home once. I tell this story when I'm doing parenting instruction, and, you know, my dear son, who If you know him now, you maybe couldn't even imagine this, but something had happened at school. I came home. We lived in a really small house at the time. It was a one-room living room. I could see everything that was going on in there. But I walked in kind of loaded and ready for bear. And he was watching TV, and I came in, and I asked, after all these years of training, you know, this critical question, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> like, I couldn't tell what he's doing. And all I asked was, what are you doing? But I asked, what are you doing? And you can hear the difference in that, right? Hmm. And he met me. He said, nothing. Don't take that, t- right. you know, you can see where that goes, right? And nothing good happened from that. Mm-hmm. So it's recognizing that a, a calm answer turns away wrath, hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so, what what becomes really challenging as a parent is you want to address it, and particularly when we're angry, we want to often deal with it right now. We mm-hmm. might be a lot better to deal with ourselves, give ourselves a time out, mm. or to take a step away. I I remember learning this in middle school, where I where something would aggravate me with a student. The worst, one of the hardest times was at lunchtime when there's a table and there's a real audience and someone would say something kind of smarty, you know, and boy, it was like they were fishing. They were just casting the hook to see if I would bite, you know, and I learned to say, rather than try to address it right there in front of an audience to say, look, I need to see you over here. And I would point to another part of the room and I would turn and walk away. And in about the three seconds it took me to walk away, I had completely emotionally disengaged, and mm. I was ready to just have a conversation. Mm. And you know, so there are things that like that that we can do. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I don't know how to condense all of that into a moment. Sure, um, but that those are some couple ideas about that. Oh, those are that, those are helpful strategies. Yeah, thank you.
0: Um, you know the. There's so much we can learn, and I mean, you, you're you're counseling in a in a public school environment, so you're yeah. you're going to be limited, right, in mm-hmm. how you can talk about yes. God and the gospel. Yeah, um, but certainly that's going to inform um, how you do your job.
1: Absolutely.
0: Um, how how does God and the gospel affect how we should approach our kids when they're struggling? That's again a really broad question, but we can maybe drill down a little bit.
1: Yeah, well, let's let's start, and maybe you can, maybe we'll find some threads that we can follow. You know, I think, what is the gospel? Well, the gospel is, in some sense, the sacrificial love of Christ for us who don't deserve it. Mm. So, how does that play in, you, you know? Well, we—I'm not saying our kids don't deserve it or that they do, to, but they do things that need correction. They do things that need guidance. They need, and well, that—that's a placeholder for another thing. But a lot of times we talk about discipline is correcting, and discipline isn't always correcting. It's sometimes it's practicing doing the right thing over and over again. But mm-hmm. nevertheless, I—I um, th- I think there's times where we just um, we have to be really uh, we have to be thoughtful about what has transpired in our own hearts and who we were and and what Christ has done to us and so when as we have that in view then we can approach our kids differently i think so um, when something happens that's frustrating or irritating or one of our kids is mean to the a sibling you know or is really disrespectful maybe, or does something that's dangerous, or you, you, you pick the thing, right? You probably don't have to work too hard to pay attention to that. Just go home and something will be going on, right? Right. And 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 as I approach them, I need to remember that it isn't just about pointing out or condemning. It's about providing a way through this that may involve confession and repentance, which is really s- critical to learn, but it doesn't necessarily have to come with an angry tone. It doesn't mm-hmm. necessarily have to come with, with that look mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. of, of displeasure and mm-hmm. disgust or disappointment that you don't want to have, but you do.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, I think we need to be aware of a, a lot of those things. And, and so I would say the gospel affects my face, my words, mm, my mm, tone. Mm-hmm. It isn't just the content of what I'm pointing out. You know, because usually the things that we're trying to work with our kids on are probably things that need to be worked on. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Maybe not always, but but many much of the time. But the way we try to work on them often is not very gospel-like. It's, you know, it's a little scary. As, as you were
0: talking, I, I was struck that the the way we parent reveals what we believe about God and the mm-hmm. gospel. I believe, I think that's really true. So if you find yourself as a parent, like I do, like I think I did yesterday, shaming mm-hmm. my kids mm-hmm. because of disobedience, yeah. um, that says something about how you view view God, your heavenly father.
1: I, I think you're right, Daniel, in the sense that you you know we Paul's really clear in Romans there is no condemnation mm-hmm. to those who are in Christ. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, he's addressing believers. Now, maybe our kids aren't believers at the point, but that's kind of not really the issue right there. it's mm-hmm. it's it's what's what's gospel like. You know, I remember a book that a man wrote, Families Where Grace Is In Place. And and I remember that title. Can you say that again? Families Where Grace Is In Place. Mm-hmm. Um, I could look it up. I'm sorry, I don't remember the author right at the moment. Might be, well, it might be Jeff Van Vonderen, but I'm not sure. Um, but the idea where where this is a family where we make mistakes we sin we we, we injure each other we hurt ourselves we do things but there's a, there is a way to to grow through that there there is a known way by which we confess repent we because what ha- happens when we don't see that or have that modeled or experience that well is we develop all these crazy coping ways or or workarounds or (laughs) hacks, maybe if you Mm. will, to try to somehow get through life, you know, so we may try to keep our head low until the storm blows over, you know, maybe avoid things completely, or we may fight back. Um, And it's just a lot of stuff like that that goes on. Well, it kind of goes back to what you said at the
0: beginning, when you were talking about what a what you know, Mike today would Mm -hmm. tell the younger Mike. Yeah. And to kind of summarize, one of the things, one of the threads you picked up on is like, it's not about you. Yeah. And uh, I think as parents, you know, while our greatest treasure is our kids, often it it becomes about us,
1: right? Uh, Well, I think it can, especially... (laughs) And and sadly, I think that can happen a lot in a church like yeah. ours. Yeah. You know, where there's a we desperately want our kids to know Jesus. We want them to love Jesus wholeheartedly. Mm-hmm. And in the process of you know, growing, we, boy, it's just, I mean, that's what the enemy does in us. We we become judgmental. We become comparing. Oh, that my kid doesn't do that. Your kid, ooh, your kid does that. Mm-hmm. So somehow there are all these external evidences of what being a spirit-filled child is. You know, mm-hmm. How fast do they run in this auditorium, <laughs> you know? Right? You know, it's things like that that just don't, maybe don't really matter that much. Mm-hmm. Or maybe they do. It depends on the family.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, there there will be some parents listening to this whose kids are maybe grown or just older and they might be filled with mm. a great deal of grief and mm-hmm. regret Remorse. And Yeah, maybe they look back and they consider, oh, I was I mm-hmm. was parenting trying to, you know, of kind of performance based parenting or legalistic mm-hmm. or shaming or I wasn't involved much at all. I just kind of let my kids do what they wanted. Yeah. Mm. Um, what would you say to to that parent who's really struggling with regret and remorse? Wow, well,
1: um, I didn't prepare you for that one. <laughs> no, you didn't, because I'd be speaking to myself mm. in some way. Um, you know, there are things I look back on, and I and I think probably any of us will look back and go, "Boy, I didn't handle that very well." Mm. But, you know, we. To some degree, as parents, we are products of what we have come through. Yeah. It isn't, we think we know how to parent because we've been parented. And sometimes what we bring out of that parenting is really, really helpful. Yeah. And sometimes there are things in it that are really, really difficult and damaging mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and painful. And we don't always see it. And that's part of the problem. Is because we don't always or often sometimes see the things that we're bringing into our own parenting. Maybe until well into the game, you know. So I would say to you, parent, if you are feeling some of those things, I I, I identify. Mm. I I would the there's good news for that, yeah, um, because the gospel is is is. Jesus Christ dying for us even when we didn't deserve it. And we now experience mercy and grace in ways that we never could have imagined. And you know what? The Lord is, sees, I mean, all you have to do is look through the Old Testament record and see some of the families mm-hmm. that the Lord used so powerfully those weren't families that we would necessarily hold up and go, boy, I want my family to be like that, right? right? right. You know, oh, I prefer that son over that son. Or, you know, I mean, we see a lot of that going on. And so the Lord is still accomplishing his good work, even in the lives of our kids. All I would say is, is if there's something that you— recognize because of the Lord's, the Holy Spirit's work in your heart that you need to go and address with your child, don't wait. Yeah, yeah. Do that. Mm, And if you're wondering about it, talk to somebody. Mm -hmm. You know, ask them, see Mm -hmm. what they think. Mm -hmm. Or ask your child, particularly if they're older, you know, just, I mean, you may be overly sensitive to things that your kid didn't really notice as yeah. much as you may have so sure. you know so there it, it, there's a number of things you could do i think to to approach that i th-
0: I think the kind of that the some of those ideas would be a good topic maybe for a whole nother podcast mm-hmm. um so stay tuned <laughs> um but what i want to conclude with mike is thinking about how we as a church can help one another mm. um We have people in the fight right now, yeah, and and there's more, maybe more heat, uh, because of the circumstances. A
1: lot of heat, isn't there? Yeah, there is, and in ways that we had not anticipated. You know, last spring I think was, uh, well, you know, we're going to go through that and it'll be better, yeah, hopefully, right. (laughs) (laughs) Whistling in the dark, right? You know, but now it's not, and and now school is totally devoted to being virtual you know or you're homeschooling or you're doing some variation thereof and you know keeping kids um actively engaged um can be really difficult mm-hmm. and i would just say i think don't wait if you're struggling talk to somebody yeah Either you know if, if if it's a if it's a schooling concern you know Mary Alice and um, well you did that podcast with Tracy recently that yeah. was excellent you yeah. know or yeah. or Mary Alice or there's women in there's kind of a, a team of women who could help with that I, I would say if you're concerned about behavior or heart or things like that talk to someone about that and there are people in our congregation that have. A lot of skill with children. And and you would be welcome to talk to me. I would be more than happy to talk to you about that. Um raising kids is 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 not an easy job. Yeah. Regardless of who tells you that and regardless of whether they call themselves Christian or not. Yeah. It is not. Yeah. yeah. And I I think one of the worst things that can happen is for us to keep struggle in silence because of fear or because of um, maybe a, a misplaced sense of, of shame or um, I'm not doing it good enough or what will they think or, man, let's lay that down. Let's lay it all down right now and yeah. just do this together. Amen. Yeah. Amen.
0: That's a great final word. Although, I guess the, the last thing, the last, last thing. <laughs> the last, last thing. Is... Uh, any just any just quick word on on what the school year is going to look like for
1: you or at least the fall and how we can pray for you Mike thank you um yeah the fall is gonna look a lot like the spring except that uh, you know school districts always have their graded acronyms and I don't even remember my own but you know now it's oh it's comprehensive distance learning and where it was just distance learning for all last spring but <laughs> it's just the fact that we're Um, spending more time, you know, teachers are going to be live on T on, I want to call it TV. Hello, this is a computer, Um, you know, (laughs) on computers, more hours every day. And I think my role is a little bit different in that. I won't have access to kids to come talk to me in a room or with a group of kids like that. So a lot of what I'm going to be doing is reaching out to, kids who aren't engaged, families that aren't engaged. And, and that's a challenge because, uh, we have to use different forms of communication because I'm not at school where I can just use my typical phone, mm-hmm. you know, although I've learned some ideas that will probably be helpful with that. Um, so, you know, I'm, I could, I would appreciate your prayer and just helping me in pray asking the Lord to help me to can persist, um, in engaging kids, who particularly kids who are struggling, mm-hmm. and also to be a, a, an ongoing encouragement to the teachers, because this is really, yeah. really hard on them. Yeah, I know it's hard on parents. It, yeah. it is. I mean that. Yeah. But it's really, really hard on teachers. No teacher I know got into the career to be a YouTuber. Right.
2: Right. They
1: got into it to have a class of kids they could to build a relationship a with every presence. day. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. know, this is not what
0: they were. Cut out to do. Not to mention a lot of those <laughs> teachers are parents at the same time.
1: <laughs> there is that yeah. as well. Yeah, having three kids at home and trying right. to teach. Yeah, oh my gosh. Yeah. 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 It's so hard. Well, can I conclude just by praying? Yeah, please. Heavenly Father, we
0: thank you for our brother Mike. Uh, thank you for his transparency, even in this conversation, his humility. Lord, we pray that you would help him persist in uh, loving. Um, The students he will interact with, even if it's virtually, Uh, Lord, for him as he seeks to encourage the teachers who are going through a hard time, uh, Lord, we we pray that you would give him much wisdom, pray that he would depend upon you. Pray that He would continue not pers- to pursue necessarily an outcome, but that He would be patient and present, mm. uh, just as You are with us, Heavenly Father and Lord. We we do pray that this conversation between Mike and myself would uh, serve the parents. We pray that You would encourage them. We pray that they would reach out uh, to people in our church family uh, when they are struggling, when they are when they are hurting, when they are discouraged. Uh, so, Lord, we pray that You would be with us because we recognize that parenting. Is not for the faint of heart, uh, but Lord, we thank you that you are with us um, and that you even work in spite of us. Yes. We pray all this in Christ's name. Amen. Amen. Thanks so much, Mike. You're welcome. All right, why don't you speak?
1: Hi, my name's Mike DeBoer. I'm here today with Daniel Schreiner, and we are about ready to blow your world apart. That's right, get ready. (laughs)